When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi everyone, uh, Karun Chandok back from the Singapore Grand Prix. First off, before I go into the rest of the weekend, I must say that Singapore is one of my most enjoyable race weekends to go to. I think it's a... It's it's an interesting uh, event. There's always a race where something dramatic happens. Uh, this year being no exception. Uh, I think, and I think the whole concept of racing at night. And you know, we we do a lot of walking around to and from the hotel and the paddock, and and just you know, I love running around the circuit as well. It's hot and humid, but it's it's pretty surreal uh, running around there in the dark when just the racetrack is lit up and you know everyone's asleep except you. Um, I looked at my pedometer and apparently I'd done 46 kilometers of walking over the four days there. So it's a lot of time spent on your feet, but all in all, a very uh, tiring but enjoyable weekend. And the fact that we stay in European time means that I've come back to the UK and no jet lag. So that's a nice little bonus. Uh, let's talk about the weekend in itself. And obviously the big talking point being the incident just off the start, not in lap one, just literally off the start. And, you know, in the end, the stewards decided not to penalise um, anybody for it. I think, though, Sebastian Vettel, he will regret that, you know. I think, you know, when, when he's starting on pole position, knowing his world championship rival is down in fifth, knowing that he's got a great chance to retake the lead in the championship and, and get a huge haul of points on the board to take the risk of closing out Max Verstappen in the way that he did, I think he'll come to regret that. You know, it wasn't really a risk that he needed to take. And in effect, I think, you know, when you're getting off the line, unless you completely shut the guy out instantaneously, like Michael Schumacher used to do back in the day, and then you cause the guy in second to lift, the way that Seb did it, in the end, he was covering actually a lot more distance in that first part off the start and I actually think if he'd just gone straight yeah Max might have come alongside him but especially in the wet you tend to have a lot of grip around the outside um, I mean Fernando Alonso was unlucky to get caught up and uh, going around the outside and that is the risk of going around the outside but if you watch the videos of the last eight years he's gone around the outside every time and has won quite a lot of places really by doing that so I think I think, in, you know, if Seb starting from pole, the low risk strategy would have been just go dead straight. And if Max comes up alongside, you'll just have the speed and momentum and the grip probably in the wet as well to just drive around, around him. And, and in reality, even if he had lost the lead, you know, there's a two hour race and a lot can happen. And, and still, it wasn't like he was losing it to Lewis. And, you know, in those conditions, you know, that there would have been opportunities later on. You you would have known that there's going to be safety cars and things happening. So, um, yeah, I think he'll come to regret the risk that he took in, in in making that move to close it out. You can't blame Max at all. Completely faultless. You know, he held the steering wheel absolutely straight. There's nothing he could do. 
I suppose Seb would not have known that Kimi was further to the inside of Max and therefore, you know, I think his thought process would have been, well, I'm going to close it down and Max is going to move further left, but he wouldn't have known. And it was interesting having um, Jeff Gordon, the obviously legend of NASCAR racing on our Channel 4 broadcast after the race, talking about how in NASCAR racing, they would have had a spotter who would have said it was three wide and, and that would have, even in that early phase of the start, he felt that, you know, having a spotter perhaps would have benefited. And, um, you know, I remember watching on boards of Takuma Sato years ago when Jock Clear, who's now at Ferrari, funnily enough, was Takuma's engineer. And he would be on the radio off the start straight away saying, go left, go right, somebody on the inside, somebody on the outside, uh, just watching it on TV. And I don't know, maybe... It's it's hard to say because Seb's done a lot of races now where he hasn't collided with people, so it's hard to say that that's something he should be doing now. But you know, judging by how things transpired at the weekend, you'd have to say there's some there's some merit in what um, Jeff Gordon was saying there. Um, once Lewis got into the lead and it all settled down um, after the first sort of three corners, again Seb obviously spun on his own fluid. Um, he was superlative, you know, there was absolutely no way that anyone was going to stop him. Um, you know, in those tricky conditions, I think when you watch the race, it was quite easy to say it was, uh, that was a bit dull because it all got, it was quite anticlimactic, frankly. Um, but I think you can't underestimate the concentration levels and the focus and the the pinpoint accuracy that the drivers are having to use at every braking zone, at every steering input, every time they apply the throttle, you can't drive on autopilot. You have to be so in in the zone and at such a heightened level of concentration. And I think it's easy to underestimate that. And at that stage, you know, on a weekend where we know Mercedes were on the back foot, we know from Friday and Saturday that they were probably the third favorite team Lewis was brilliant. You know, he drove away from Daniel. Daniel had no chance of fighting. And, you know, he's no slouch um, in the dry or the wet. And the Red Bull, we know, is very good in the wet. So I thought Lewis was um, absolutely outstanding. And the fact that Valtteri was so far behind him just, I think, underlines what a great job Lewis did this weekend. Um, And now, unless he gets a couple of DNFs, this championship is his to lose. You know, it's firmly in their um, in their back pocket unless they have some uh, reliability issues or some incidents of their own. And I think, and I think that's the biggest thing that Seb will come to regret is, you know, this could have been the weekend where he scored heavily against Lewis. You know, everything was stacked in his favor uh, after qualifying on Saturday. The grid was made uh, made for Sebastian. You know, he was on pole. He had two Red Bulls and Kimi between him and Lewis. You know, there was a potential opportunity there to score big 10, 12, 15 points over his world championship rival. And that opportunity went away. And in a way, you know, we often hope for rain to come down and add an element of jeopardy and mix things up and make the racing more interesting. But in a way, this weekend, I was actually quite disappointed that the rain came down because I think in the dry, you know, we had all the ingredients there 
for a fantastic contest. We had three teams who were all very close, very competitive. Um, you had a scenario where you had, um, you know, Seb against effectively two Red Bulls who showed on Friday that they had great race pace, better than anybody else. So strategically, they could have done had two dogs in the fight against one to see how all that played out. Um, I think there were a lot of opportunities for the race to really unfold in, in an interesting way in the dry. And so uh, for a change, I'm actually disappointed it rained because I think it, in a way it ruined what could have been a, a very good race. Um, got to talk about people like Carlos Sainz and Jolian Palmer. I think, you know, big news over the weekend that they've, um, you know, Carlos has effectively taken Jolian's seat for 2018. Um, and, you know, both those guys had their best ever career results. Carlos didn't put a foot wrong, uh, drove a superb race, really outperformed Kifiat all weekend yet again. And in the race, he, you know, he was never really looked like he was being challenged in fourth place and did a brilliant job and thoroughly deserves that works Renault drive. And Jolien finally managed to get some points on the board. I mean, he's been extremely unlucky this year. It has to be said, he's had a lot of weekends with reliability issues. Not just in qualifying of the races, but actually even in free practices, and that has had a knock-on effect. So I was very pleased for him, you know, to finally get some points on the board. I think Renault have proved that they are probably the fourth fastest team in terms of speed. Hulkenberg, you know, was um, best of the rest in qualifying and really should have even maybe challenged Bottas for a podium, but he was definitely going to be in fourth place till he ran into reliability issues and that has been their Achilles heel all season whether it's with the works cars or the Red Bull cars so they need to sort that side out for next season if they genuinely want to be contenders for um, you know third or fourth place in the world championship and now that McLaren have announced they're going to Renault you know that whole battle of the Renault engine cars Red Bull versus McLaren versus the works team I think that's going to be a great little subplot for next season. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, as I said, the championship now is really Lewis's to lose. On to Malaysia in a couple of weeks' time, the last Malaysian Grand Prix for the foreseeable future. And that's a shame, I think. I've, Sepang was the first F1 circuit I drove at way back in 2001. It's a great track. I think that uh, for the drivers, it's a great challenge. Um, the temperature obviously makes it harder as well, but it, you know, fast flowing corners, overtaking zones, you've got width to go two or three wide even. Um, and you know, it's always a great event. And I think something always happens with the racing there. So uh, I'm looking forward to it in a couple of weeks time. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.